Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Travel Tidbits podcast. I'm Jamie Weidel, travel agent and owner of Pineapple Escapes. So this week, we have a really fun podcast to share with you. So last week, Sharon and I went with our families to Mexico, and we had such a great time. So we're going to just jump right into the at the core this week. Like many things, I get these big ideas, and this was one of my big ideas, is I really wanted to go somewhere to celebrate turning 40. And so I threw this out into our agent group, and Sharon and her family decided that they would go with us, and they thought it would be a great trip for their family. Sharon and I have traveled together numerous times previously. We've been to Disney several times. We've been to Universal several times. So we kind of know each other enough to know how we travel be able to handle each other, but we've never traveled with our families. So this added a whole different dynamic. But luckily, Sharon's husband, Robert, is great. And her boys, Eli and Rayleigh, were awesome to travel with too. And so that helped a lot. And it proved to be really easy to travel with them. We'll see if Sharon thinks the same about my family, but we'll see. But we spent the week at Dreams Playa Mejeres, which is just north of Cancun. And it was a beautiful resort. There were some seaweed sargasm issues, but we were able to enjoy the beach and the ocean and all the pools and the restaurants. And we had a lot of fun. It was a great week. So we're going to talk a little bit about our experience at Dreams Playa Mejeres, some of the excursions and fun things that we did, and give some tips and tricks for your travels to Cancun if you'll be traveling there in the future. So Sharon, I'll let you jump in here and just give a brief overview of what we did and your thoughts on the trip to start us off. So, yes, so we had a great time. Jamie's family is amazing. The five kids really meshed well. I think I was a little nervous about that when you introduce kids who have never been together and you're here on vacation a week. You just wonder how are things going to go? And from that first night at dinner, the five of them sat at their own table. And that is how they stayed. They stayed together. They did things together. Sometimes we saw them and sometimes we didn't. And we just let them do their own thing. And it was really lovely. I know my kids loved it. And pretty much the whole week was fantastic. We did just a one-day excursion with Jamie's family. It was a long day. I can't wait for us to talk about that. Even though it was long, it was fantastic. And other than that, we just rested and relaxed. Each of the four of us, me, Robert, Eli, and Rayleigh, we each just did our own thing. We were together at times, but mostly during the day. We did what we wanted to do, and it was the first time we came back from vacation not needing a vacation. So we were just nice and relaxed and renewed and ready to take on the world when we got home, which was lovely. I like that, and I think that that kind of sums up all-inclusives. Like, I think... That's the best part of an all-inclusive trip is there is downtime and that time to relax and rejuvenate a little bit more. It's not like a theme park vacation or a vacation where you're adventuring every day. Although for an all-inclusive, you could do an excursion every day if that was something you wanted to do. 
but it was nice to kind of balance it out with the excursion and to have some of that downtime. I agree. So let's first, I think we need to talk about the kids and the fun that they had and the things that they did. So as you said, the kids had a lot of fun. And basically the first night we went to Gaucho Grill, which is the Brazilian steakhouse at Dreams Playa Harris. And we sat outside and we had the kids, the five kids at one table. And then Sharon, Robert, Mike, and I sat at another table. And we just kind of threw them in the deep end and said, okay, here you go. Like our families had never met before. So, I mean, that was, I feel like I knew Sharon enough and had traveled with her enough. I mean, we talk practically every day in our Facebook group and online, but I felt like I knew her enough that I knew it was going to be okay. But there's still kind of that like, oh my gosh, we're traveling with these people that we don't really know. But the kids really did just jump in and they did a great job. And Rayleigh's still young. like So it was kind of like big kids and Rayleigh, but he did a great job of keeping up with them. And the big kids, I think, did a good job of including him too. So let's talk about some of the things that the kids did. Tell me about Eli's favorites to start. So I don't Eli's favorites, I think, was the ice cream, which really isn't an activity. <laughs> it's the food. I guess we could talk about that at food. But I think your twins and Eli had ice cream breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know for a fact two of them had ice cream for breakfast at least one day. I'm thinking it's more like five days. But, you know, <laughs> hey, we were on vacation. So his favorite part was jet ski ride out for parasailing, which I know we'll again talk about in a minute. That was his favorite. He's come home saying he wants a jet ski. I hate to disappoint. I don't think he's getting one, (laughs) but he really loved just hanging out with your twins. I mean, they were at the beach. They did sandcastles. They were in the pool. They took their cups and they knew right where the swim up bar was. So they didn't go thirsty. They just, I don't know, I guess at times they were teenagers and they were staying up late watching the movies. And at times they were like little kids when they were out there in the sand burying each other. I just had to chuckle like, okay, you know, here's a 13 year old, you know, with Eli and then your girl's like, but he's acting like he's five. It really, it it just was quite humorous and it was, it was lovely. It was nice to see. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's, so my beau, I mean, we might as well just address the elephant in the room. He thinks he's a 60-year-old man. So Bo like, just does his own thing. So Eli and the girls kind of paired up. And so there was our 60-year-old Bo, who's also 13, but is very just old. Like, I don't know. There's just something about him that is old. So Eli and the girls kind of did their thing. And they enjoyed like the teen club and going to the movie at night. And they made friends around the resort. And Bo basically wanted nothing to do with any of it. Bo was content to just hang out and do his own thing. And that's just kind of how Bo is. So Eli and the girls were the ones that kind of paired up and did their stuff. But they did do the water slide some. There is a really neat kids play area. Sharon, you got some great pictures of Clara and Rayleigh on some of the slides in the little yes. little area that were really cute. That was so much fun. <laughs> Clara, too. She just, she's a hoot. I, she, Clara, okay, so Jamie's daughter, Clara, she's the oldest twin of the two, but if you meet her, you would never assume that. You would think Anna was the oldest twin. And Clara will have you laughing. Like, I really, 
she had me in tears rolling <laughs> at times. She just was so funny. So funny. As I like to say, there's never a dull moment. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, and that was what was no. fun, I think, no. with the five kids and all of their personalities. And I mean, it was just funny. Like, I think everyone had a good time and we were all able to kind of bounce off of each other, which I think helped a lot. But let's talk about Rayleigh before we get into my kids. So Rayleigh kind of had a different experience. So let's talk about the stuff that he liked and obviously the kids club as part of his adventures. So Rayleigh, he had a fantastic time and he came home telling everyone that his favorite part of vacation was kids club. So the first couple of days we were on vacation or that first day, he hung out with us. He stayed, we went swimming, we stayed in the pool and I was entertaining him all day and it quickly became, I have to be tell you, I mean, that was a little tiring. Robert and I talked at the end of the day and I was like, okay, yeah, you don't get to do what you want to do on this vacation because you're going to have to help me entertain Rayleigh. And then we went on the excursion when we came back from the excursion that next day. So that would be our third day there. Rayleigh decided he wanted to go to the kids club and try it out. And I was thankful because I thought, okay, this is going to be a nice compromise. You know, he's going to go have some fun. Well, I don't know whether that was a mistake or not because he went to kids club and then he never wanted to come out of kids club. I think that day he ate lunch with them and then we picked him up at five o'clock so we could get ready. And he begged us as he's showering and getting ready for dinner for us to please let him go back to kids club. They were having pajama night, having a movie eating dinner together and he wanted to go back. And so I, we said, okay, do you know what? That's fine. Thinking, okay, this is just a one-time thing. He's just so excited. We'll have family time. We'll see him later in the week. I was wrong. We woke up the next morning. He did go eat breakfast with me. And then he went to kids club <laughs> where he stayed all day long. Now, that was really fantastic. Let me just, I know that I made that sound like it wasn't fantastic. But as a mom, and we were all on vacation, it was exciting to see that he too was having his vacation. He was in kids club with kids his own age. They went and built sandcastles at the beach. They made crafts. They ate lunch, like I said, you do dinner. They had pajama parties and movies and video games. And, and I'm still pulling out information of all the activities that they were doing. There was just so, so much for his group. And we kept asking him every night, like, poor baby would come back a little fragile because he was so tired. Like, I don't want to go to kids club tomorrow. Would wake up the next morning. Okay, I'm ready to go to kids club. And I'm just like, you just said you didn't want to go last night. No, I want to go. I know I was tired. I, I want to go. And so we did that a couple of nights and he loved it. I mean, just truly loved it. And I was fabulous with it. You go and you can't even get into the kids club area without them buzzing you in. It's a locked, a locked area. They have to buzz you in. You sign your kids in, you sign them out. They give you a pager if you, um, are not able to receive phone calls while there, so they can get in touch with you at all times. On the last day, Rayleigh was ready to finally, like, maybe spend some time with us. So we did get a phone call saying, Rayleigh would like you to come pick him up. And we were like, tell him we'll be there in five minutes. We're on our way. And he was just ready for some mom and dad time, which was nice because we were going to dinner that night anyway. But he had a great time. So 
my advice is if you have kids that age, let them go. Like, don't feel like you have to entertain your children the whole time. You can set boundaries. Let them set their own boundaries. Rayleigh spent two whole days in kids club. There was two nights he didn't eat dinner with us. And it was great. He was happy. And that's all he talks about now is he wants to go back so he can go go back. Yeah. And I think that that is, I mean, it is such a benefit for parents to kind of also have that break. I mean, obviously, we're taking our kids on vacation. We want to spend time with them and do things with them. And I don't think there was any lack of that in your trip just because Rayleigh liked the kids club. But I think that that is a big benefit. So I guess we need to talk about, so Anna and Claire are kind of in that in-between age. They're 11. And so the kids club actually went until 12 and then 13 and up was the teen club. So this was an issue for my preteen girls who were offended to go with the little kids, but not old enough to go with the big kids. So in the past, we've done like Disney Cruise Line. We've done Alani with Auntie's Beach House and those kinds of kids clubs. And they have loved those. But now they're kind of in that preteen stage where luckily Disney Cruise Line does have a preteen club. So it's kind of a middle ground for kids like Anna and Clara who don't really fit the little kids club anymore. So it is a lot of fun. And I remember when we did our big Disney cruise a couple of years ago, they did love the kids club. And it was so nice for us to be able to you know, have one-on-one time with each other, with the other kids. Like we would pull one kid out and just do something with them. And that was nice to have that option and to have that childcare available because that's not something we really have a lot of at home. So that's a really nice thing for us to, and, and the kids like it. They do so many fun things. They do a lot of activities and they meet other kids. I think it's great for them. So I'm so glad that Rayleigh had a fun time with it. And I'm glad that you guys got to rest a little bit too and didn't have to entertain the whole time too. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we were not lacking with time with him. That is not definitely. I mean, there was mornings me and him went to breakfast. There were times we got in the pool before he went to kids club and it was just me and him in the infinity pool. Nobody else around with a gorgeous sunrise. And it was just wonderful to have that time and him and Robert went off and did things at times and we had family time the day your family went out the four of us got in the pool together and my guys wrestled around and then we just had a wonderful wonderful time but there was those moments where he just wanted to go and be with kids his own age and can't blame him we want to be with people our own age they want to do the same too and I highly Highly recommend it. Rayleigh gave it two thumbs up. I think he'd give it a hundred thumbs up if he had a hundred <laughs> thumbs. So definitely, definitely try I love the that. kids club and the teen club. I mean, even our, our teens really love the teen club too. They, yeah. they had lots of fun. So the big kids would go to the movie every night after dinner. And they thought that was the best because they were able to make friends and run around and do their own thing. And that was one of the nice things I think about Dreams Playa Maharis is as long as they stayed together, I was fine with it. It is in a gated community. I mean, it felt really safe. There were plenty of kids running around and they were old enough that they could stay together and make friends and kind of do their own thing and have a little bit of freedom, which I think they, they appreciated and liked. But in asking my kids what their favorite thing was, all of them said the cenote on our excursion. So let's go ahead and jump into our big excursion day. So 
we got there on a Wednesday. Yes. Thursday, we spent poolside and just enjoying the resort. And then on Friday, which was July 2nd, we did an all-day excursion. So we did a private tour and we visited Tulum, Coba, Chichen Itza, and went swimming in a cenote. And it also included a buffet Mexican lunch that was really delicious. This was a very long day. By the time we got back, I think it was almost eight o'clock at night. I was like, I'm going to bed. See you later. And luckily, Sharon knows me well enough to know that I was done and it wasn't like a big deal. I just had to go to bed. So I went to bed and then by the next day, I was better again. But it was just a really long day. It was so much driving. But we saw so much. Like To be able to see all three of those ruins and to swim in the cenote, it was amazing. It was really an amazing experience, but just a really long day. So Sharon, tell me about your family's thoughts on our excursion and what you thought. Yes. So if you are a person who loves history or even just loves magic a little bit, just that thought that people who lived before us knew things that we maybe have lost today, I highly recommend going to Mayan ruins. It was a long day, but I loved all three of them in Tulum, looking out over the water, picturing the Mayan ships coming up to shore was just beautiful. The fact that you can look at these Mayan ruins and see how they lined these pyramids up so that the sun comes through one window and then goes through another window in another building across the whole section is just amazing. Robert and I talked about the architecture that it would take today to even make that happen. And we're still not even sure we would be able to make that happen. But that they did it without computers, without cell phones, without any kind of technology that we have today is just amazing. And then we went to Coba and riding the bicycles or for Robert and I being bicycled around in the tricycle. It was just magical. Like we rode through and there was no one around us. There was tree. It was like a tree canopy and the butterflies. You could just feel the magic that they had left. And then the last Mayan ruin that we did the end of the day, Chichen Itza, which was one of Robert's bucket list places. He was truly in awe. It just is amazing to see the restoration that they have done but then also see where they're leaving things to the original status. It is absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And there you could feel all the people, all the day in, day out comings and goings that was happening around this temple, the games, the excitement, if it was a game day, it truly was, was so wonderful. And then the cenote swim, oh my heavens. It was fantastic. It truly was. I think I have shown everyone my video of just the cenote area. Oh, my heavens. It was it was gorgeous. The jump into the cenote, which you did not have to do, you could walk down into the water, was a little scary. <laughs> you get up to the edge, you realize, oh, my, that's a little higher than I originally planned. But I did it. I jumped. It was wonderful. I do wish we would have had more time there due to traffic issues we had that morning. We were a little rushed, but we'll be doing it again. Definitely. That's one that we will be doing. Yeah, the the cenote, I think 
was the highlight for the kids for sure. And I was the one who got scared at the edge. Everyone else just jumped right in. And then I was the last one because I had videoed everybody jumping in. And then I was the last one to go and I got scared. But but I made it. I finally just made myself do it. And it was fine. Once I was in, it was not a big deal. But it is just so beautiful. And so many of those cenotes in the area, I think this is the third one that I've done. They're all just, they're gorgeous. And it's just such a neat way to experience Mexico. So we did a private tour. It was just our two families. And like we said, it was a really long day. So I think that my recommendation for other families that are going would probably be to do a shorter tour and only pick one of the ruins. I think Chichen Itza is the neatest, but it's also the furthest drive. So I think it really depends on each family what would be best for them. If they really do want an adventure, I think this was a great adventure. I think it was a lot of fun, but it was a really long day, especially with kids. Our kids did great though. I will give them big credit for that. They were great. They had so much fun in the van playing heads up and entertaining themselves and and they really powered through really well. It was really hot that day too, but they did a great job. But I think for clients, I would probably pick one ruin, a cenote and lunch and then have them back at their resort you know, mid-afternoon so that then they can shower and get ready for dinner and still have an evening at the resort. I think that would be the way that I would go. What are your thoughts, Sharon? Yes, I definitely agree. I mean, I would say pick one Mayan ruin do with the addition of the cenote swim. If you had to choose just one, I do agree with Chichen Itza where the others are fantastic. That is definitely in better shape and gives you more of a feel of what their area would have looked like. It is further away. So depending on where you're staying at, that may or may not be the best, but I do I do agree with that assessment. But any of them would be amazing as well. So don't feel like you're missing out on something if you go to Tulum versus Chichen Itza or Coba. They are wonderful. Just in my mind, if I had to choose one, that would be the one to pick. Yeah, I agree. So Mike and I had been to Tulum and Chichen Itza before. So this was our first time at Coba. And I really liked Coba. I loved being able to ride the bikes and see the different areas. And like you said, the the tree canopy, like it just had a whole different feel than the other two. Like all three of them have a very different feel. And so it was neat for me to now have been able to see all three of them. But I, I do think Cheats and Eats is the way to go. So I think that's one benefit that we can bring if you're booking with us is we can help you kind of narrow down what you want for your excursions. We've done several of them. My family's done several others on different trips. And then on this trip, we also did parasailing. So Sharon's family actually started this and then my trio decided they had to go too. So Sharon, talk a little bit about your parasailing adventure. Sure. So if you all have been listening to us or follow us on Facebook or anything, you know I'm not the adventure type. And a couple of months ago, I went to Universal with my oldest son, Eli. And there, he got me on roller coasters that I never thought I would get on. And from there came the idea that while we were in Mexico, I wanted to go parasailing and I wanted to go with Eli. I felt like that was going to be our next adventure together. And when we were there, we had the ability to go right from our beach out. And it just became a family thing. Robert said he wanted to do it. So we definitely were not leaving Rayleigh out. And so we did it as a family. We 
went and the day before to find out, you know, what time do they get there so that we can purchase our tickets and set up the appointment and everything. And we went off. We, from the beach, you take a jet ski out to the boat. Now, the boat really does try to get to a full stop in order for you to get from the jet ski onto the boat. However, me and Eli actually had to do this moving. The jet ski pulled up to the boat and together both of them were moving. We had to go from one to the other. That was a little scary, but they actually handle it really well. I was able to do it no problem. So I was a little worried, a fluffy girl like me doing this and... I did it with ease. It was lovely. Now, I do say when we got back on the jet ski, that may would have been a little scary as well. So we were able to get on the back on the jet ski after our parasailing adventure with the boat stopped. So that was nice. It just truly was lovely. As Robert said, he went parasailing thinking, oh, this is going to be a thrill, an adventure. And he got up there realizing this is not a thrill. It's not an adventure. It's actually easy. I mean, it's very smooth. And you're doing it for the sights, to see the water up from those levels. We saw probably each of us. So Robert went with Rayleigh and I went with Eli. And we probably saw each of us like 100 sea turtles, all different sizes. Robert and Rayleigh saw what they're pretty confident was a barracuda swimming. And you're just seeing them at different levels. There were sea turtles coming up to the surface. It just truly was, was so beautiful. Eli wanted to get up there and like flip around in the harness. And I told him that would not be a good idea. We did not want to end up in the hospital while we were there. We had to tell him that a couple of times. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, leave it to teenagers to do crazy things. It just, it was amazing. And I didn't even know that your trio and Mike was going to do it until they were already out and about on it. I saw you in the volley bed. Yeah. And you were telling me that they had to go parasailing. (laughs) So Mike and I went parasailing, I think it was two years ago in Punta Cana, and I got sick. So I get really motion sick. And actually, I thought Anna probably would too. But Anna saved her motion sickness this trip for the ride back to the airport (laughs) because there is never a trip when she's not sick. It doesn't feel like she just she's very sensitive, very motion sick. But she did great parasailing. So Mike took the kids out parasailing just the three of them and him so that I wouldn't have to go out on the boat and not feel well for the rest of the day. But they really enjoyed it too. They had such a great time, such a good experience. And I agree with what you said. Like you think it's going to be scary. Like even for me, it wasn't scary. Like even the height of it going up, it wasn't scary and it was really beautiful. For me, it was the motion that I couldn't handle. And I think it was more the boat than even the parasailing, but that's beside the point. But I do think it is a lot of fun. And I think all of our kids were great ages for it. Even Rayleigh was old enough to appreciate and think it was fun. And I think that was a great like little adventure for them to do on a day that we were just hanging out at the resort. And my kids love the jet ski too. So we are definitely not getting a jet ski. But they thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and earlier I said that, you know, we only did one day of excursions and I it's not that I forgot about parasailing, but because we were able to do it right there from the resort, we didn't have to leave the resort. I didn't even think about that as an excursion, but it is. And it's fabulous. There was other activities. We actually talked to the uh, gentleman about 
renting a boat. You can rent it like for five hours or eight hours, I think were the two options. And you can go out fishing and snorkeling and like the boat could hold up to so many and it could be like a private adventure. And it wasn't that bad as far as pricing either. So I told, we didn't think the boys would enjoy five hours on the boat fishing and snorkeling. So we didn't do that. But when we go back, just Robert and I, we are definitely doing that because that is right up our alley. Yeah, I think there's so many options for different things to do in the area. And that's one of the fun things I think is you get kind of that combo of relaxation and fun. So the other day that my family went on an excursion, we went to Eshkeret and it was a lot of fun. We probably only saw a fourth of it though. It is a big place. And so we went on my birthday, which was the 4th of July. I turned 40 on our trip because I'm growing older. And that was what I decided I wanted to do to celebrate my birthday was go there and spend the day. The river, the underground river was really neat. It was a really neat experience. It was a long bus ride from Dreams Playa Mujeres because Playa Mujeres is north of Cancun and Eshkeret is down south kind of by Playa del Carmen area, Riviera Maya area. So it was a long bus ride for us both ways, but I did think it was worth it. It's just really unlike any other place that I had ever been. It's kind of like an animal sanctuary with a zoo, with an adventure park. Like there's just so many different things. So we are hosting, our agency is hosting a group trip in October of 2022 to Hotel Eshkeret. And we are super excited about it. But I think I'm definitely going to have to make a few more trips to Mexico before then because there are eight or nine parks included and I need to get to them and learn more about them before our group trip, before we have everyone there. So there are definitely more trips to Mexico in my future. But we had a great day and that's another fun adventure and excursion that people can do. So let's talk a little bit about food. Let's talk about the food at the resort, what we liked, what we didn't like. So obviously, the kids love the ice cream. So there's an ice cream coffee shop with pastries that is right outside of the main lobby, kind of close to where the pool entrances start. And so that was a big hit with our kids. I think one day Clara had five or six ice cream cones and I was just like, okay, fine. It's vacation. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to police this stuff. But they really enjoyed that. So the other options, there is a buffet, the World Cafe, that's a great option. It is open at breakfast, lunch, and then most nights at dinner, unless they're doing like a big outdoor type of thing, like a barbecue. And then there is also, if you're in the preferred club, you can do a sit-down breakfast and lunch at Maris. We tried both of these, and they were very good. I was pleased with those. And then Sharon, your family tried Tides, which was the pool bar. What kind of options were there? Yeah, so Tides just had simpler food. They had like hamburgers and um, I believe they had a pasta option. They had like tacos, just simple poolside. I do say out of all the restaurants that we ate at, that was my least favorite. We ate, it was sort of a one and done for us. We did it once and it wasn't, a favorite of any of the four of us. We actually, all four of us ate there and none of us really 
we're that thrilled. So you're not missing anything if you don't go there. But don't not go to Dreams Pie and Maharas because of this one restaurant, because the other food is amazing. This one just wasn't that great for us. But maybe that was because we had already had Gaucho and Rayleigh and I had World Cafe that morning for breakfast, which was wonderful. It was really delicious. So you were already full before you had lunch. We we didn't yeah end, <laughs> yeah we didn't end up at Tides. We didn't end up eating there. The resort does do like these themed barbecue like type of things right by the pool. So two days we did one was like a taco fest, and the other was a seafood market type of meal, and those were both really good at lunchtime. The seafood one I had salmon and fish tacos that were delicious. And then the other taco one, I had shrimp tacos and they were really good. So that's a great option for lunchtime. And if you're a preferred club, you can always eat at Maris too. Let's talk about our dinner. So our first night we ate at Gaucho. Why don't you talk a little bit about the food that night and your thoughts? Yes. So Gaucho is the Brazilian steakhouse. We sat outside because we had all just arrived and none of us felt like changing clothes, especially the men. We were not going to ask them to change into pants. And so we could, we sat outside, which was fine. And how it works is your vegetables, your salads, everything but the meat, you go inside and it's buffet style because of COVID. You're not serving yourself. They have someone who is serving the plates for you. And then they have the wait staff or who's going around with the meat and they cut it off of this large skewer and you tell them what you want. The mashed potatoes and the vegetables at Gaucho were amazing. I wish we could have had those. Like, it's funny when I sit back, I'm like, oh, I want the mashed potatoes and vegetables from Gaucho and I want the crab chowder from <laughs> Maris and I want this and I want that. That's ended up what I was doing. But Gaucho is, it was our second favorite. I thought it was going to be our favorite until we went to Fusion. and But it was definitely one of the top hits of the week. We really did enjoy it. It was a nice yeah. start to vacation as well. It was. And my favorite was the chicken breast. I thought it was really good. And of course, the mashed potatoes yes. and vegetables were good too. But we yes. liked that one too. So then the second night was when we came back from our excursion. So my family ended up ordering room service that night. What'd you guys end up doing? I think we ended up doing ice cream. So <laughs> ice this cream is where we dinner. can insert that little monkey who hides his eyes and the emoji. <laughs> yeah, I, we didn't. We'd really, we weren't hungry. We were yeah. still full from lunch because we had grabbed croissants from the coffee shop that morning before we left too. And we were just tired. It was like, Nope, grabbing ice cream, going to bed. I do think Eli stayed out a little bit that night. I don't know how he found the energy, but Rayleigh, Robert, and I, we definitely went, did ice cream and went to bed. And that that thrilled Rayleigh because he's our sweet eater. So. <laughs> I think I sent Eli and Clara f to get me ice cream later that night, but yeah. we ordered room service. I think I had a chicken quesadilla and tortilla soup. And they, it, I think it took about 40 minutes that night. The first day we got there, we ordered a snack when we got there and it took a little over an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes. So you do have to kind of plan that room service is going to take a little while, but there's nothing like that magic food for me. And they do have room service boxes at Dream Supply of Maharas. So if you put that in the notes, they'll just put it in your box. And then when you're done, you put it back in your box and they pick it up. 
So that's really nice. And no contact, you don't have to see anybody. So that's a nice little perk as well. But we did room service that night. So then where are we? We're on Friday. Mm -hmm. So this was the day we were gone. What happened for dinner that night? I can't even remember. What did you guys do for dinner that night? Were we with you? Uh, No, the next night would have been Saturday. And so we did Maris that night. Oh, we did the seafood restaurant. Yes, we went to seafood. Yeah, I think that was was the kids' least favorite. They all ordered all but Bo, I think, maybe, if Mm -hmm. I'm thinking back now. Ordered off the kids' menu. They really weren't crazy about it. They were definitely excited to again, go get ice cream afterwards, <laughs> which they left before we did. They couldn't get there fast enough. The soup was amazing, and I've got pretty full off of that. I could have done that in a salad, but the food was good. It was not, in a, they call it the seafood restaurant, but they have more than just seafood. So if you're not a seafood eater, still go. Um, I believe I got the steak that night. I think it was a ribeye, and it was good. Um, I really did enjoy that. I just, I don't know. I think I ate a big lunch that day, which was my mistake. I fixed myself after that. And <laughs> sort of started skipping out on lunches because I really wanted dinners. I was full. It's hard to go from normal life to, hey, there's all this food everywhere. <laughs> Anytime you want it. I had to rein myself in. No, I, I'm that, never no. very good at that. But no, <laughs> I would agree with you that Maris was probably the kid's least favorite. Bo got some kind of a risotto, I think, and he said it was fine, but he wasn't thrilled with it either. I had, I think I had mahi-mahi that night and it was, it was good. It wasn't amazing by any means, but, but it was good. And I think we, even the grownups went for ice cream after dinner. So, yes. so that was a good one. And then yes, the next we, we got night, on the ice cream wagon after that. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. At the night after that, then we went for Mexican. So I did really like the Mexican. I got the enchiladas with mole sauce, which I liked. I know you're not a mole fan. No. But I really liked it. And I thought that was good. And the kids were able to get tacos and chicken tacos. And they were pretty happy with that meal. I can't remember what Mike and Robert had. Bo had the tortilla soup too and liked it. So you had what? Enchiladas with no sauce? Yeah, the sauce on the side, and so which really was just plain enchiladas, and I was happy with that. It was good. I did try the mole sauce and just found it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely for the more adventurous eater. I do, I'll try things, so I'm not not adventurous. It just the taste didn't was not did not suit me, which was fine, and it was good. The kids ended up going back there a second night, so they must have enjoyed it. It was their It was their choice to go back there. We let them sort of steer the night. The adults, we went over to Secrets to eat dinner at the French restaurant. So the kids were there for themselves. Rayleigh was in kids club that day and ate dinner. So it was the teenagers who were all together and we let them steer their own way and we got them settled and went. And so Mexican was their choice. So they must have really enjoyed it the first night. Yeah. And I think it was good for them to kind of have that experience of, going on their own. So we walked over to Secrets Playa Harris, which is next door. Secrets is the adult only side. And so any adults who are, who are 18 plus staying at Dreams can walk over. And so Sharon and Robert had actually gone over and had lunch there as well. So I'll let her talk about that here in a second. But then 
that night we went over and did the French restaurant and I thought it was really good. And it was nice to kind of have a night that it felt more like a date night because we went somewhere, I guess, like, and the kids were off doing their own thing. So tell me first about your and Robert's lunch, and then let's talk about dinner. Being the travel agent, of course, I had to go over next door and uh, look around at secrets. And so I was looking at the menus of the restaurants, and I decided I wanted to eat at Seaside Grill. Like, Eli, I really wanted some just chicken nachos, and they had it on the menu. And so off we went. It was delicious. I had a Caesar salad, which actually was a chicken Caesar salad, and it was amazing. I could have had one of those every day. And then the nachos were amazing. I don't even remember what Robert got, to be honest with you, because I felt like I was famished at that point, which was ridiculous. <laughs> I had been eating so much food. I shouldn't have been hungry. But it was a nice, just like you said, date lunch. It was just, we went off. It was beautiful views from that restaurant and just gave us a chance just to escape away and enjoy a nice lunch. So I definitely enjoyed the Seaside Grill over at Secrets. We had a, a lovely table that overlooked the pool and it was just, it was nice. It really was. And then was that the same night that we went over or was it a different day? I can't remember. I think we ended up going over that night. That's I, night. I've lost track of days. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It all kind of runs. Yeah. Like this was a week ago and it's already all running together. But yeah. then we went over for dinner, just the four of us while the kids were there. And the French restaurant was really good. I think yes. we ordered every dessert they had. <laughs> we, we had did. macaroons. We had creme brulee. We had chocolate lava, chocolate molten lava cake type thing. We had... Yeah crepes we <laughs> I, yes. I think we all ordered two desserts i started that trend i'll take i'll take credit for it she um, did but listen we we jumped <laughs> on board really fast she didn't have to pull our leg or anything we all ordered two desserts i am somewhat of a macaroon snob sometimes i don't know maybe they just need to be fresh or something but the macaroons were yummy and I know that's crazy. I mean, it's just macaroons. And that's, I had that in the cream brulee. And I would have, if you would have asked me which one I would have liked better, I would have said the cream brulee. I love cream brulee. It's always my go-to dessert any at any restaurant that has it. And I actually enjoyed the macaroons better. It was lovely. I could have used some more of those <laughs> maybe the next morning for breakfast. So <laughs> maybe I should ask they're one of my favorites too. So I, I completely understand, but we had a really nice meal there and it was, it was nice. It just, it was nice to get over on the adult side and check it out and look at it so that we have that information for our clients. I had walked through both of these resorts before when I was there for a wedding training in August of 2019. So I had been to both of them before, but it was amazing just the things that I picked up on from staying there and from our time just walking over to Secrets that I hadn't noticed the first time I was there. So that was a nice little pick-me-up and it was a nice evening. The other big restaurant that we should talk about is the Hibachi. So your family went on the 4th of July and then we went again, all of us, on our last night. So it was actually really good. The show was really good. It was a lot of fun. The kids enjoyed it. They were all laughing and giggling during the whole thing. So I think it was definitely a hit. What were your thoughts? Yes. So we did it twice and we 
to be honest, I think we could have done it every night, but we weren't <laughs> going to do that. We were not going to take up reservations, let other people have them every night. It was delicious. The fried rice was amazing. Amazing. It truly was. We should say that at Dreams Playa Mujeres, like you do not need dinner reservations at restaurants unless you are there with a larger group. Like if you're there with eight plus people, maybe you should inquire about it. But generally, even then, I think they say 10 or 12 plus people definitely talk to them and let them know you're coming. But hibachi is the only exception. You do have to make reservations. I think like they can only hold, what do we say, like 40 or 50 people a night for mm-hmm. hibachi. And so you have to, they, reservations start at four o'clock. You really need to get in line about 3.30 to ensure that you can get a reservation. And it is worth it. Each chef has a different show because we actually had two different chefs for each of our nights. And it was a different show each night, which was nice, especially for the boys. They didn't feel like, oh, I've already seen this and done this. It was something new for them. But the food was truly fabulous. So that one is at... It was our favorite. Yeah, that one was really good. That one was at Fusion. So if you book with us, we include, as part of your package, we include like a tip sheet and like a destination guide. So I worked on the destination guide for Dreams Playa Maharis last week. So that is all good to go. So if you are booked with us and going to Dreams Playa Maharis, we have a destination guide. And obviously, we've been there. We can answer all of your questions about the food and anything else at these resorts. I do want to quickly talk about tipping. So tipping is a big thing. We did a whole podcast episode on tipping. But being prepared to tip at all inclusives is important. So technically you do not have to tip if it is included, but tipping is very appreciated by the people who are working in these resorts. And I highly recommend tipping if you are at a Secrets or Dreams or any AM resorts property. They are not going to get in trouble if they accept your tip. And It just really goes a long way to help the economy in these tourism-centric areas that really do rely on this, especially as they're recovering from COVID. Just go into it prepared for that. We took a big stack of cash and kind of prepared the kids to, like, every time you get ice cream, you give a dollar. If you're going to get a drink, you give a dollar. Your waiter or your waitress at your meal, depending on where you're at, like at breakfast, if it was just Mike and I, we might have left four or five dollars. But At dinner, we usually left $10 to $15, depending on what was going on, leaving money for housekeeping every day, though we did find out that it has to be left in a certain place for them to be able to take it. So that's something to check on. Tipping for your excursions is another thing. Tipping the bellboy who brings your bags to your room, tipping your driver for your transfers, all of those things need to be considered and budgeted for before your trip. And it's also really important that you take that money with you. American dollars are fine at the resort. They like American dollars. And if you have them with you, then you don't have to pay ATM fees and that sort of thing. So Sharon, any thoughts on tipping that you want to share? No. So, I mean, you pretty much covered it. We were prepared. We had um, money bags. I had ordered money bags, thanks to your idea, off of Amazon. 
and we split them up between Robert and I and had them in our carry-on. We got there and we, again, prepared the boys too. We talked to them ahead of time about what to expect, what to do. And it really was, I love seeing the kids interact. Like they were going to get ice cream. Generally, Eli had his wallet, but if the girls didn't have their little pouch, they're like, oh, I need money. And he's like, no, come on, I got it. You know, like I got money, come on. Don't waste time, you know, like let's choppy choppy. And it would just, that <laughs> happened several times. Like sometimes the girls would, or Bo would be like, no, I got money, come on. And then they were taking care or Eli coming and saying, hey, I got a drink but I didn't have my wallet with me. That's the guy or, you know, that's the woman. And I'm like, I got it. I got you taken care of. I think there was one time, like I ordered him a drink too. And he was like, mom, but I didn't tip. I was like, trust me, I already took care of it. Like it, <laughs> when I ordered, I, I did it. It was funny. I took Eli to rowing yesterday and I pulled out my book that I was reading and I'm like, oh my heavens, this is such a travel book. I had my luggage tags like from Southwest as a bookmark. And then I had one stuck in there too. Cause as I was reading in the Bali bed, that was the easiest place just at when they come around just to be able to pull out, you know, a one or two or whatever I needed at the time. And there was still one stuck in my book. And I'm like, Oh my heavens, this is the site that I've been to an all inclusive right here. My <laughs> travel tags and money stuck in money a book. Falling out of your book. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. We had the same issue, I think, with the housekeeping. And so we started leaving a note. I didn't think to like go down and ask, was there a certain spot? So that's good to know. But we started leaving a note every day. Like, thank you for everything you do. Please accept this. And so then we were all on the same page. So that that is. But I think we gave like Eli $10 every day, which he we didn't have to refill him every day. I thought we would, but... He would let us know or we'd ask him that morning, hey, you need money. And we had his own stash because we had separated. Okay, I'm going to need this for the excursion and this for transportation and this. And Eli had his own stash and this is Eli's tipping money so that I could just sort of keep a watch of how much is he using? Like what? Making sure he wasn't going too overboard with the drinks and the ice cream. But he didn't. (laughs) I, I think he kept himself checked in. We had the same strategy and I I think it worked out really well and just being prepared and knowing ahead of time. I do want to quickly talk about the preferred club. So Sharon's family and my family, we upgraded to preferred club and it was really nice. The best part was the Bali beds. Those are only included for preferred club guests. You still do have to reserve your Bali bed early in the day and then they take your room number so they know that you're a preferred club room. But those were really nice to have. It was great to have a home base for the kids to come and find us. We stayed at the pool three of the days, and then we did the beach two days, and that was really nice. And then Sharon's family had an extra day that was kind of between the beach and the pool. So those volley beds, I think, were the biggest perk of Preferred Club. There's also a Preferred Club lounge. There's the Lazy River that's for Preferred Club guests. There's a special check-in where you check in in the Preferred Club for Preferred Club guests. Overall, it wasn't as many preferred club perks as I found at Secrets Capcana when I was there in February, but I did feel like it was worth it, especially because we did utilize the Bali beds and we ate at Maris for breakfast and lunch, which was the only sit-down option available, and that is only for preferred club guests. Anything else that I'm missing for preferred club, Sharon? 
No, I mean, that's, I think I ate at Maris for breakfast every morning, but one, it was just fabulous. And it just sort of was a nice sit down to prepare for the day. And I'm in love with Bali beds. I mean, I just, <laughs> from that day, once we figured out that first day, what we had to do, I'm, I'm in love with them. They, I think I need one in my backyard. I don't think it will do the same effect as sitting on the beach or by the infinity pool, but yeah, I, I think I need one. <laughs> yeah, even Mike said that breeze coming in from the beach was, was his yes. favorite. Just being able to relax and read our books and yes, and I, feel I took that a nap in every- one at least one day, <laughs> if not two. It's I all- certainly I went right to sleep. But hey, I was it's on all- vacation. I could. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that was kind of a little bit about our stay. I mean, I think we could talk for another hour about this, but that was a little bit about our stay at Dreams Playa Maharis and the excursions that we did. I do want to jump into our Crushed It this week. So this is definitely a five pineapple rings, and this is solar recovery spray. And there's a link in our show notes to this spray. So Samantha is actually the one who originally introduced our entire agency to this spray, And so it was funny because both Sharon and I ended up bringing it to Mexico as a result of Samantha's recommendation. And I found it to be totally worth it. So we were out in the sun a lot. Obviously, we had pool and beach days. I think my family used six bottles of sunscreen while we were there. So we were definitely using sunscreen, but we still ended up red at the end of the day. So I used the solar recovery spray on myself, on all three of my kids, on Mike. And none of us ended up with actual sunburns. We didn't have any peeling. We didn't have any issues. And I really think it has to do with this spray. What are your thoughts on the spray, Sharon? Yeah, so when Samantha told me about it, she had bought it from the Outer Banks, which I live 45 minutes from. And she's like, how have you never heard of this? I literally got it from your home. And I was like, Samantha, I've never heard of this. I don't know what this is. She's (laughs) like, well, my family calls it the miracle spray. And I was a little hesitant because all my life, I'm just like, I'll just put aloe on it. It'll be fine. You know, Uh, no, she's right. This is miracle spray. Like that first day, that Thursday, we arrived on Wednesday, Thursday. That evening we go back and Rayleigh's cheeks and face were red. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a very long week. I put sunscreen on him every hour. Like (laughs) he was completely dry when I put it on, like, he should not be red like this. And I thought, okay, well, let's pull out the spray. And I sprayed it on him. I put it in my hand and then put it on his face because I wasn't sure how just spraying it on the face would work. And the next morning he woke up and it was like he had never been in the sun. And I thought, okay, so maybe there's something to this. So then going forward after that, like, nope, we spray down. I mean, we were in the sun. I had Robert before either before dinner, before I went to bed, spray me down, especially like my back and my face and everything. I would spray him. Rayleigh would get a good spray. We won't go into Eli, his teenager mode. (laughs) Needless to say, at the end of the week, his nose got sunburnt and I did the I told you so dance. So (laughs) yes, the spray, get it if you are going to be in the sun. It truly is. It should just be called Miracle Spray, not Solar Recover. Miracle spray. I agree with Samantha. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think this is definitely a must have for any beach trip and highly recommend definitely five pineapple rings for this one. Yes. Okay. 
So now that we've talked your ear off today, thank you, Sharon, for chatting with me today and for traveling with my family to Mexico. We had so much fun. And I hope that you guys who are listening can hear how much fun we had together in our podcast today. I, I really think we could talk for longer. You can find all of our Pineapple Escapes agents on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com. And our site includes a link to all of our travel tidbits episodes, plus information about all of our agents and links for all of our social media. And we'd love to have you join our community and help you plan your next vacation. Anyway, thanks for joining me today, Sharon. And bye, guys. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.